construction idols to resurrect the living Christ. And I will go into more detail of what I mean by that. Hallelujah. Today I want to concentrate on have no confidence in the flesh, but trust the word. Our scripture is taken from Philippians chapter 3. I'm not even going to read all of it. I'll stop when I stop. Amen. He said, Family, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For to me to write the same thing to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of mutilation. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh, though I also might have confidence in the flesh. That's it. Father, even now, Move Tracy out of the way and hide me behind your Shekinah glory. Lord, give power. Lord, give wisdom. Let us hear from you. Speak, Lord, through your spirit. Speak, Lord, even now. Someone asked me, they said, what do you mean by your title? What I mean by that, whether you know it or not, you have false belief systems, false ideologies. Though we say we, and we, we may be saved. I hope we save. I hope you know Jesus. But it's not just knowing him as your savior. It's allowing him to become your Lord in every area of your life. Now my iPad is acting up, but I'm going to preach anyhow. We rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. We, 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 we are to be confronted by the word almost every day of our life, challenging what we grew up with, challenging what we think we know, challenging our talk, don't talk like God, challenge. 
is funny how, how we can talk church, but don't live it. There's a, there, there's something wrong when we know the truth, but if our children were to stand up and speak. If those that know us best, husband and wife, what we many times say we are on Sunday. Paul says to this church, he said, I know that there are Christians that have come among you and they say they're Christians, but they're adding to the gospel. They're telling you that you should do works in order to be saved instead of working from your salvation. We, we ought to be working. We, we, we ought to be doing what the Lord tells us to do. But it's not to get there. We do it because we are there. And because we are his children, we do work that his children ought to do. It is easy to get caught up in thinking that you are working your way into heaven. It is easy to substitute Jesus for religion. See, my, my iPad don't want to operate, but it's okay. Y'all just going to get whatever I throw out here. Yeah. But I know it anyway, so. My, my brothers and sisters, listen to Paul in Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. That everyone who wants it not works, not think they good, but who believes first to the Jews. Why? Why to the Jews? Because they were the keepers of the word. The Serenes, they had a school where they would write and copy every letter of the prophets' messages then there would be someone behind them to make sure they copy, listen, not every word, but every letter correctly because they knew his word was sacred. They had the highest level of degree for the Old Testament as they copy it and it was copies all over, that they designated people, and that's all they did. Copies after copies, letter after letter, book after book, and, and, and they were trained in this. This is all they did. And not only did they do it, but there was someone behind them. It was checked and double-checked. 
because they believe that the word of God was sacred. It was God. It's God's heart. It's God's mind. It's God communicating to you and I so that we have no excuse not to miss this. To not know his heart towards us. So Paul, after he saw Jesus, he recognized that the whole testament was about Jesus. And Paul says, he says, he says, he says, it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes first to the Jews because you were the keeper. Your bloodline from Abraham. That's why I picked out Abraham. Because I knew he was going to teach his children. Then to the Greeks, which is everybody else, it says, it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. I looked up, I said, righteousness is, is more than that. So I looked up the the Greek word for, he uses for righteousness here. And what it means, it is his character. It is his goodness. Is it an expression of his love that he had pity on you and I? He knew we couldn't do it. How, how, how can I say this? For any of us who take pride that we think we're good, anything you have was given to you. The closer I get to the Lord, the more it humbles me. There's no, there's no room for, for self-patting on the back, thinking I'm all that. We, we, I'm trying to say it. I'm trying to say it. Your title to God doesn't mean anything. Your pedigree doesn't mean anything. Just because your mom and dad was high up in the church don't mean you know him. I cannot carry the past of my relatives into this with me. I come naked, broken, wretched, saying, Lord, I need you. I didn't even know that, 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 that the Ventuses was one of the founders of Ebenezer. And when I found out, I said, that's interesting. <laughs> you know why? That has nothing to do with my relationship with the Lord. That has nothing to do with my faith. My, my relatives can be a founder of a hundred church, churches, but if I don't have Jesus, I'm still going to hell. This is personal. You, you got to come to the recognition that, that you need him. There, 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 there are some, even after you get saved, there, there's some things that have to be rooted up, have to be moved out. He said to Jeremiah, and listen, and he's talking to the children of Israel. He says, he says you, you got to root up some things. You have to tear down something. And what he was saying is, my people 
have lost their first position and they have taken on things that I never gave them. They, 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 they are bound and pinned up with a belief system and they added to me what is not mine. I wonder if Jesus was to write a letter to the churches today, what would he say? I'm sure that in the first three chapters of Revelation, when he writes to the three churches, I'm sure they thought they had it going on. <laughs> I'm sure that they were having services as normal, but, but, but when, when he wrote and told John, say this, they was missing the mark. Most of all because they wasn't chasing him. They wasn't seeking him. They were living by their emotions than by faith. The reason I named it idols, because whatever we put before God and his word, it's an idol. I mean, mama can be an idol. Daddy can be an idol. Husband, wife can be an idol. Boyfriend, girlfriend can be the idol. Children can be an idol. Our job can be, our own attitude can be an idol. When God's word confronts us and we don't humble ourselves beneath it and we still do what we want to do the way we want to do it, when we want to do it, you got an idol. I got an idol. I don't know if you think like this, but I think like this. Lord, when I see you and you reveal to me, me, because let's be honest, we, we can hide. We can, we can sit up and try, hallelujah, praise the Lord, and hide in. Because we're not dealing with the core of who we are. But when we stand before him, and he's able to see to the core of you and me, All our church rhetoric. Oh, 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 oh. You know what? I'd rather for him to burn it off now than for me to have to stand before him. Listen, saved. Saved. But, 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 but when we see him, we're going to see he is all that. 
When we see him, we're going to see he is worthy of all the praise. When we see him, we're going to see I should have given him more. At some place we got to get to where it's not just come to church on Sunday. Jeremiah 1 and 10, he says, he says, see today I have appointed you over nations and kingdoms. Now, now, now listen, he said, because my word is over nations and kingdoms. He says, everything is going to be judged by my word. He says that the highest authority, because he says, I put my word before my name because it represents my name. So, so when I come, when I come, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna compare you to Susie. I'm, I'm not gonna compare you to Johnny. I, I, I'm gonna see after I saved you, did you chase me? Do you love me? Because as I reveal my word to you, you said, yes, Lord. Well, it's not like we're not used to this. I remember Britt growing up. Britt was, I didn't have much problem out of Britt. Britt was a good child. But when I told him something and he didn't do it, the second time I told him, I was walking towards him. Did you hear what I said? <laughs> Just in case you didn't, let me get closer to you. As me as a father teaching my son discipline. Because if he don't learn it from me, they'll fire him on the job. If he didn't learn it from me, the police would have shot him. And we think this is mean. No, this is discipline. God is saying, what I teach you, I'm teaching you, not in my word, but I'm teaching you to hear my voice. I'll just be honest right now. There are a number of times when if I did not heave immediately to the word of God that spoke loudly in my spirit, I would have been dead. Car coming. I didn't even see it. And, and I'm about ready to press on the gas because the light was green and God said, no. And I sat there looking for what was happening, and I saw a drunk guy driving in his car that came right across my way. And if I would not have stopped, flying down Kentucky, 
working for USU. I was a shoe engineer. And I was taking parts down Kentucky. And, and, we, and we, I was flying 70, 75, 80 miles per hour. Just, just too late going down those hills. And I was God said, stop. This time I slowed up. And the guy, like, he said, stop. I stopped. I said, why, Lord? I don't understand. And all of a sudden, I saw two cars racing coming at me. They was right in my lane. Wasn't nowhere to hide, nowhere to go. I ducked under, got my, pos my position to take on a head-on collision. The one car turned out of my lane just in time, and my car shook. You know what? If I would have stopped when he first told me, it wouldn't have came so close. Hold on. But if I didn't stop, I lead you. Our heart have to believe that God has for us his best intention. But you know what the problem is? We don't like that he take us through some stuff. And I know what I realize. I realize that when God doesn't do it the way I want it, the way you want it, we get disappointed. But Isaiah 55 said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. Which means that I don't control, you don't control the way God does it. In fact, tell your neighbor you have no control. I, I know that offends you. I, I, know, I, know, I know that offends you. Yeah, you are indignant that I said that. But the, okay, let's prove it. Stop grieving. Let's prove it. Stop your heart. You may be able to stop breathing, but we're going to find you on the floor. Know why God gave us limited control, even our own bodies? He don't trust us with it. Shoot, I don't trust me. Shoot, <laughs> foolish me would say, I want to see how long my heart can stop until I'm dead. <laughs> and then we not only try to control us. We try to control things that is not even our business. We don't control how. We don't control when. We don't control where. We don't, we don't control through who. Matter of fact, what, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm discovering Many times rediscovering. God may show us the end, but he don't show us all the hell we got to go through to get there. I know I need some claps on that. 
some of y'all are waiting on the expectation. God has shown you something, and you didn't know that it was going to take this long. You didn't know it was going to be this hard. You didn't know you had to go through the hell that you're going through. But what I discover is everything you're going through is needed to prepare you for what God has for you because God has to be able to trust you with what he wants to give you. In ourselves, without proper training, we're not trustworthy. We have too many idols standing in our way. We worry about what they think. Who cares what they think? If God said do it, Can, 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 I, can, can I really get into this with you? When God is causing you to grow, a lot of your biggest hindrance is going to come from close ones who don't want to grow with you. I hate to say this. Sometimes we act like crabs in a barrel. One of them is making his way out, and they reach up with their thing, and no, you can't leave us. But what they don't understand is, if I make it out, I can reach back and pull you out. So why are you gonna stop your blessing? Because if I get out, I can show you better. I can teach you better. I will walk with you. So let me go and let me get out. Then if you want to get out, I'll reach back and help you. Notice, 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 notice in Jeremiah what he says. He says, he says, he says, he says, he says, he says, first root up, tear down. And I started thinking about this. I said, this is agriculture. This is the ground. Why does you have to do pre-work before you plant? You got to get rid of the of the debris of the of the of the debris. You you got to remove the stuff that will hinder your growth. God is trying to build a foundation of faith in you and I that we can grow into where he is calling us to be. And, and he is, he is, he would challenge, how, how can I say this? Go help me. If you are not being challenged by God, then you're not listening to God. If God is not changing you, it's not because he don't want to. Look at him when he comes back to his hometown. And he comes to his hometown and they have heard of his miracles. They have heard what he has done. And scripture says he could not do many miracles. Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's think about this. If there was any place he wanted to heal, it was them. If there was anybody he wanted to bless, it was the folks he grew up with. If, if there was anybody he wanted them to believe that he's the Savior, the Messiah, 
the, the way to heaven, it was them. But you know what scripture said? This is what scripture said. He could not do many miracles. Hold on. What he had in store was much more than what they allowed him to. I, I, I somebody didn't get that. Listen, I believe in each of our lives, what he's willing, what he wants to do is much more than we have allowed him to. What God has in his heart is much more than what we can even contain. But the problem is we haven't positioned ourselves. Told you, I told you, he told you that, that when my son started saying he was three or four, thank you for my birthday party, he didn't even know when his birthday party was. But just the fact he believed me at my word, it probably was a sin how many toys he got. But he provided me. Y'all didn't hear that. His voice in believing because daddy said he would have a birthday party provoked me. We would go to the store and say, he getting that, he getting that, he getting that. If you want to provoke God, <laughs> if you really want to walk in your blessing. If you really want to see what God has in his heart for you, you got to start saying, Lord, I trust you. And I'm going to wait on you. Lord, help me to get rid of the idols in my life. Help me to put you above everything else. Lord, show me me and help me to change that about me that doesn't look like you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. God ain't asking you to be like somebody else. He's asking you to be the best that he has made you to be. God got things in you. That verse in, in, in John 14 when he says, he says, I will give you the desire of your heart. Hold on. We take that out of context because what we're thinking is, is this. We're thinking, so I can ask for anything. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because before he said, you abide in me, I abide in you. He's talking about your spirit heart. Not your cardinal heart. Shoot. If we were to ask for my carnal heart, probably half of us be dead because somebody don't wish we was dead. Come on. Do you really think it means that? What he's saying is, is that when you give me, yield to me, I will place things in your heart that I made for you. Your desire and my desire be on one accord 
because I'm the one that placed it there and you will trust me for it. I will bring up, I will bring up stuff that will amaze you. I will do things through you that you will be amazed. I, I, I won't blow your mind. Talk to them. God wants to blow your mind. God really wants to blow your mind. But your mind has to be open to be blown. We're holding on to stuff that doesn't make sense. It's not good for us. We're selfish. We're self-centered. We're holding on the stuff that all your bitterness, all of your forgiveness is killing you. But we're holding on and not letting God be God. You know what I found out? Until we let go, there's no room for Christ to be resurrected in that area in your life. Oh, oh, we're missing him. Here he is in front of his people and only a few miracles can be done. Because they're talking about how can you be doing all this? We know you. We know Mary. Your mama, we knew Ju Joseph. We know your brothers and sisters. I don't think you all that. And according to what they thought is what they got. You know, you know what? You know what? Ah, hold on, hold on. Here, they saw the few get healed. And that still wasn't enough. They heard what he'd been doing every place else. And that still wasn't enough. They saw you was blind, but now you're not blind. Who did it, Jesus? Yeah, right. My question is, how much more? How much more? does he have to do until we begin to believe how much more does he have to show out in order for us to stand up and say I trust you Lord how much more until we recognize he I can't put all my hopes I can't put I know I don't got much time but let me go ahead here Jesus is in Matthew chapter 4, and it is the temptation of Satan on Jesus. And, and Satan has taken him up on the top of the temple that was on, built in a mountain, and he said, jump. Then he quote scripture. Because Psalm 27 says that unless you dash your feet, the angel will come and catch you. Now hold on, because this is where we get messed up. 
We quote scripture out of context and make it what God hasn't said. So Jesus goes back and he quotes. And he quotes out of Exodus 17. And this is what he says. He says, do not put assumption. Do not test God with a foolish test. Let me explain what that's saying. What he's saying is, you don't tell God what to do. You don't put him in a place that he hasn't told you. Just because you said that God's going to do this and you got all faith, God said, no, I do what I say I'm going to do. <laughs> you know, from running, don't run ahead of God. God said, take one step. Well, if I take one step, then I should take two. Here's quote scripture. It says, it says if, if I take one step, God take two. Show me that in scripture. Well, he says that if you draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh to you. He says, when you chase after me, I'll chase after you. See, most times we say, when we take two steps, we mean, if I take step doing this, what I want to do, then God's going to meet me there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's about the relationship with him. What happens when we get closer? Stuff starts falling off. Yeah. 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 Jeremiah 17 says, anyone that trusts in the flesh, that trusts in their own strength, wisdom, smart, he said, it's cursed. Whenever you and I Think we got it. We can do it. Don't, don't need God for this. If we walk in it, God says it's cursed. Listen, God only blesses what he says he's going to bless. You cannot put something before him that he didn't give to you and ask him to bless it. God said, wait a minute, this is my kingdom, this is my agenda, you are my servant, this is about me and not about you, but if you trust me, I'll lift you, if, I, if you trust me, I'll bless you, but that I'll raise you up so that other people will want what you got. Our God is an awesome God. And he said, if we humble ourselves under his mighty hands, he said, trust me. In due time, I'll lift you. I'll bless you. I'm talking to somebody who's been waiting on the Lord for a long time. I'm talking to somebody that you think other people doing better than you. I'm 
talking to somebody that folks have made fun of you because you're waiting on the Lord. I say today, double check your steps. Double check what you believe. Make sure you're in alignment with the Lord. Then wait on him because our God is able. And when he show up, he's going to show out. There's something about Jesus that makes everything okay. Hey, 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 hey. I'd rather be with Jesus than everything in this world. Because when he gets ready, won't he bless you? Won't he lift you? Won't he change you? Won't he direct you? Watch this. Nobody gave more than Jesus. Nobody sacrificed more. He humbled himself under the mighty hand of the Father. Philippians chapter 2. He says there, he says that though he was God and in the form of God, he did not hold on to his equality with God. But for the purpose of salvation, he humbled himself. Though he kept his godness of, 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 of who he is in core, he wrapped himself up in human flesh for you and me. That's love. Since sin came in by man, it has to be eradicated by man. But no man was able to live perfectly, so God became a man. He who made all things and hold everything together by his power, he left his exalted position and stooped down and stooped down and started planting dirt again. This time he took the dirt and made himself a body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It said that he became a servant to be to do what you and I couldn't do ourselves. And he perfected the law. He walked up to the law. No sin. No sin. Then it said, then he allowed them to nail him to a old rugged cross. The Bible says that those that is on a cross is cursed. So he took our curse. He took our punishment. He took what you and I couldn't do. Colossians said, God nailed the law of God to him. Then God the Father in Isaiah 53 got involved. He said, I'm going to pour all my judgment on him. And in 10 and 11 of 53 said, God saw his soul, not his body, his soul travail. That's hell. He went to hell on the cross for you and I. Then it said that God the Father abused him. God the Father poured out his wrath on him till God the Father saw his soul travail and said, I'm 
satisfied. Listen, death didn't take him. He gave up his life. If he didn't give it, it wouldn't have happened. But early, early, Watch it. So Philippians says this. In that day, when, when, when those that's going to hell is in heaven for a second. And those of us that's going to stay with the Lord is there. He says, Jesus is going to stand up. And it says, at the name Oh, Jesus. Everyone. Everything. Is going to bow. Every knee. I think we're going to fall prostrate. Because we won't be able to take it. I think that we're going to pass out. Because we won't be able to stand it. We're going to see him in his glory. We're going to see him as God. We're going to see the nail print. We're going to see the thorn scar. And every knee shall bow. And every, and every, and every tongue will confess that Jesus, that our Jesus, our Savior, our Messiah, our way maker, our healer, the one we ought to say Lord to, that he is King of kings and Lord of lords to the glory of God. I would rather do it now. Than be made to do it then. It's coming. Israel, Israel is the timeline for future events. And we see what's happening. And watch this. God allowed it to happen. The weather is crazy. People crazy. Crazier. Crazier. Diseases like never before. I have never seen so much trouble. I have never seen it. And I've been watching. I think God is saying you better listen. You better be paying attention. If you're not real, you better get real. 
If you don't know him, Lord, help us. Lord, help us to read the sign of the time. Lord, let us see you. At home, the 400 number 5131. If you need someone to talk.